take your balloons to the next level as we delve deeper into what truly makes a professional balloon artist with your host, Zivi Kivi. Now, welcome to the Balloon Artist Podcast. Hello, Balloon Artist Podcast Nation. This is Zivi Kivi, and this is Season 3, Chapter 6. I'm so excited about today's interview. It will be with Dennis Scott, an interview that I did in WBC. And it was uh, quite uh, surprising for me how much, you know, you can hear on both of our voices, how tired we are uh, after a few days in WBC because you don't really sleep on conventions. However, there's so much ideas and inspiration there that I think you would really love this uh, interview. As some of you already know, I've started a second show, which is a Facebook live show on the Balloon Artist Facebook group. In this show, I coach balloon artists and share with them all kinds of ideas of how to look at the business side of things. And by listening to a coaching session uh, live, you can even you know ask questions and help with your advices and uh, also you know learn a lot from uh, the hurdles of the coachee because those hurdles usually are, are universal we all share the same hurdles as balloon artists and as business owners so uh, this goes live on Thursdays and um, it's uh, like uh, there's, there's a lot of buzz and information about it on the Facebook group balloon artist you can ask to join and I will approve you. And there's a lot of content there. There were two episodes so far on the show, on the Facebook live show. I call this show Coaching Balloon Artists Live Facebook Show. So the name really implies what the show is all about. Uh, a quick shout out to my friends uh, Sam Kremins and Scott Tripp. They are now uh, on their way and are going to teach like in mere hours from now. They will be teaching in uh, the Blast Show live event. So it's, a, it's an event that is live. It's like a mini convention in a way that um, Sam Kermins and uh, Scott Strip are doing. And those guys are awesome. I'm so happy if you're going to join that uh, event, the live Blast Show, then uh, I'm envy of you and I'm happy for you at the same time. Are you familiar with the app Balloonstock? The Balloonstock app was something that I've made and I'm still working on improving it and adding features. The Balloonstock app is currently priced at 24 bucks, And uh, I know it's not easy or cheap for anyone, but this is a tool. This is an investment in your business. Uh, this is important not just if you're decorating, but also as a twister. The, one of the next uh, features, next new features that will come up out soon is uh, a multi-select feature which was suggested by David Brennan. And this feature would be really appreciated by twisters and uh, balloon artists that use modeling balloons and latex balloons uh, because you can pretty much you know, select the colors you want really fast and then with a click of one button, add everything into your active list. So the Balloon Stock app is available for both iPhones and Android. And I, I really want to ask you, please check it out. Check it out. Go to your, your phone. Look for the Balloon Stock app. Consider if to buy it or not. There is a video that explains how to use it. Already with existing features, it can save you a lot of time. But if enough people will chip in and buy the app, 
even if you don't see great value now, it, this app keeps developing, so it, you will see a lot of value in it later. And uh, I, I would love to add a job cost form to this app. And I need more people to join in in order to fund the development. This is all... Uh, all, all of the, the work on the balloon stock app is done you know with the help of of you guys when you buy uh, the balloon stock app to your phone you contribute to the development process because uh, I cannot fund this all by myself and uh, it's very expensive to develop apps so I, I kindly ask that you know if you're getting value out of the show if you're enjoying the podcast for a long time I don't do this a lot I ask you today please consider going into the balloon into your mobile app store on your phone and go to the search for balloon stock and please buy the app because this will show your support and will allow developing new features that are really cool and useful like a job cost form in addition to that if you live in the US you can also decide to buy uh, the Brody's balloon stock app it costs a little bit less and is only available in the, on the US. And it has all the features of the Balloon Stock app, except for when you want to buy balloons through the app, um, then you, it's only from Brody. So uh, if you do that, you can also get a coupon code for 20 bucks. So you pretty much get paid to buy balloons. That's fun. And um, a lot of new features will be released pretty soon on both the Balloon Stock app and the Brody's Balloon Stock app. So again, enjoy the podcast. It's free. Enjoy the Facebook show, Coaching Balloon Artists live Facebook show on Thursdays. I spend a lot of time producing the content so that you will enjoy it. And I'm really proud of what I do because I know, I know it helps a lot of people. Some of them are close friends of mine that I know that are getting value out of the show. Some of them even decided to invest in me and take my course, MABC, the Modern Automated Balloon Business course, which is like closed right now. You cannot join the course. I need your help, guys, because the job cost form is a feature that we need and we don't have enough people right now in order to fund this feature. So I kindly ask for you, if you didn't buy the balloon stock up, please consider now if you already have the balloon stock up maybe you've purchased it in an earlier phase when it was uh, with um, bootstrapping prices so please uh, you know encourage your friends to buy the balloon stock up because we need uh, more people on board in order to produce a job cost form feature into the app and more more goodies uh, thank you for your patience and with that said let's go right into the interview with dennis scott Hello, Balloon Artist Podcast Nation. Today we are here live at WBC and I'm here with Dennis Scott. Dennis Scott is an instructor here on WBC. He, he was an instructor before in multiple conventions, but this is his first WBC instructor gig and he was uh, unable to compete this year due to this fact. If you remember, his uh, work last year with Team USA uh, was that amazing uh, tiger scene and that was a very very impressive sculpture Dennis Scott is a seasoned twister and he is also a deco twister and a decorator and we have so much to talk about so hello Dennis hey thank you so much for having me Zivi I greatly appreciate it 
And uh, uh, lately, uh, just a couple of days ago, you've released a picture of, uh, of this wonderful tuba on the, like sitting on the bed of, <laughs> of your room uh, where we are doing the interview now. And this, uh, this picture was going viral entirely. So how many shares do you have right now? <laughs> I think the last time I checked, there was over 700 shares of that image on Facebook, and it's received over uh, well, hundreds of comments. And uh, I, I don't even know. It's just a bit uh, humbling to see something that I created in about four hours and the confines of my hotel room now getting uh, blasted all over Facebook. I have several uh, balloon artist friends of mine sending me messages that aren't at WBC saying, I've had this image. image sent to me so many times that I have to delete it off my Facebook wall so I could see everything else that's going on. So uh, it's a great feeling to know that my art's being seen by people around the world at this point. So it's, it's a wonderful feeling. Yes, and uh, this is not the first time that Dennis's work has been viewed for, by uh, so many people. So uh, like uh, the Team USA uh, competition piece from last year, uh, how involved you were, were you in the creation of the sculpture and how much uh, was it uh, seen later in Facebook? Sure, sure. So the sculpture itself, uh, I worked on the piece, the design for roughly about one year. Um, it went through many iterations of design from sketches to actually experimenting. Uh, we had a team of 22 artists that help out, um, all from the United States, uh, except for uh, Martin, who's from Canada. Uh, he was our only uh, Canadian friend that was on the team. But, um, yeah, we, uh, we had some lead designers, Dylan Gelinas, uh, Dustin Query, and Jason Sakota uh, were my three, three kind of go-to artists that were on the team. And the four of us Skyped for weekly for about six months on the piece and came down to the World Balloon Convention two years ago and achieved kind of the idea that we wanted, that we had in mind. We did run into some uh, hurdles throughout the build, but um, it came out, um, I wouldn't say better than we anticipated, but kind of right exactly what we thought it would do. And we were pleasantly surprised that uh, it was one of the favorites of every attendee at the World Balloon Convention. It didn't score very well in the judging. Uh, we finished uh, sixth um, overall of the, all the entries. which uh, I'm not really upset about. I'm, I'm, I guess I would personally rather be the favorite of everyone than you know, finishing in the top three. So, um, so yeah, that's, that was good. But in regards to um, exposure, um, that was actually the image of that sculpture was, was blasted out by an artist by the name of Tyrus Gibson, who's a movie star, and by my favorite movie star, Pee Wee Herman. So to have two, one of my personal heroes, Pee Wee Herman especially, to have them send that image out on their Facebook page Uh, the sculpture ended up getting um, a total of like 60,000 shares, over 800,000 likes on Facebook. Between Pee Wee Herman and Tyrus Gibson, they had over 20 million Facebook followers. So when they, when they post it on their Facebook page, it potentially gets 20 million hits you know, by viewers. And to have it kind of bouncing around, that was, that was surreal. So, um, so yeah, very, once again, very humbling. It's, it's always unique to see your work. Or my work uh, you know viewed by many that's that's the ultimate goal because unfortunately our eye our art only lives on through photography so yeah it's a good thing 
cool. And uh, definitely a very, very pleasant view. I was here on WBC 14 and was amazed and awed by the power of this uh, sculpture. So I think that the knowledge of achieving the impact on people's life with this picture and with this sculpture is just humbling by itself. I want to ask, what did uh, this project of uh, competing did to your business? Oh, wow. Yeah, that's, um, that's a profound question. I actually, I, I almost, at this point, I almost can consider it like my signature piece of my career. I certainly wouldn't be teaching at the World Boone Convention this year if it wasn't for uh, what we achieved two years ago at the World Boone Convention. Uh, it certainly elevated not only my Uh, my personal business from a income standpoint with being able to market it locally within my own territory, uh, but also uh, it elevated my presence within my peers in the industry. And I think that's almost as important as, you know, the income perspective locally in my own market. So there's kind of two sides to it. Um, it's certainly... It certainly changed my life when it comes to, um, to my own personal balloon business. Wonderful. It's so, it's so encouraging to hear that, that like all of those years of dedication to the profession and of challenging yourself is actually also extremely important uh, for your development of your business. So today we want to focus a little bit about what you do in your day-to-day -day work and how you've started to increase your uh, deco-twisting gigs and your deco work. So let's start with the entertainment part. Uh, tell us a little bit about how you grew on uh, and what you do on, on, on the entertainment part. Sure. So uh, I'm, I'm pretty diverse when it comes to my balloon business. Uh, I've always been uh, a, an entertainer uh, from, from the get-go. It was really about uh, twisting balloons and putting them in the, in the hands of a child and making them smile. That's the, the warmest feeling to me. So I started actually performing professionally about 14 years ago. Uh, so I started there. Uh, for the last five to six years, as I've gotten more into the competitive side of it, I've found that as I've competed, my abilities have elevated and um, I got my certified balloon artist, uh, my certification through Pioneer uh, with Qualitex. And since I educated myself on the decor side, it opened up a whole new world of income to me because not only did the CBA process teach me, you know, how to do decor but it also taught me how to incorporate the decor into my twisting that kind of made me a dual threat for my clients. So, and I will say the Certified Balloon Artist Program, a lot of people view that as really more just for decorators. And I will say that the, the program is aimed at decor, but from a twister's perspective throughout the, the process of learning and going through the education standpoint of it, you should be thinking about how you can incorporate that in what you do as a twister. And that's what I did throughout the process. And that's essentially how I've positioned having my CBA into more money for my, for my business. So, uh, I've started moving into the twisted decor. Uh, every client that reaches out to me to perform at their birthday party, I will offer twisted sculptures as an add on to the party. So either they'll be offered as a uh, as a take-home gift for the for the children a lot of the parties ask for like a, a gift bag every child takes home a gift bag or or a party favor um, so i either offer twisted decor 
which is simply could be nothing more than a like a Mickey Mouse on a water-filled geo or a uh, you know like a cookie monster or something like that usually the sculptures that I twist and add on to a base follow along with the theme of the party so as I'm acquiring information about the birthday party or the, the event I'm finding out that there's a particular theme and then I come back and say oh your theme is sesame street well i also offer party favors twisted pieces that can be used as decor throughout the party and then they're detachable from the water-filled bases or the sand-filled bases and then each child who attends a party can have an extra sculpture to take home so um, you know that's how i've been able to add uh, an additional income to not only the the rates that I charge for twisting, but also, you know, the twisted decor pieces. And then uh, and then I also offer more on the classic decor side as well. So um, let's focus uh, a little bit more about the, the deco twisting part. Basically, you're creating additional sculptures and adding them as a decorating piece while they're sitting on this pedestal made out of a geo or, or a sand weight. Or, and um, uh, like how many, on average, how much of your gigs are being upgraded to a gig with uh, deco twisting? Yeah, that's a great question. I would say on average about uh, 40, 30 to 40% of the events that I'm hired for now uh, as a twister, I'm adding on some form of decor, whether it's uh, like a twisted centerpieces or it could be, uh, I actually offer like helium to my clients as well. So they could be just simple centerpieces with helium filled clusters or like classic three foot round helium filled clusters. So uh, ever since I started offering every single client that will email me, I, I automatically come back and say, are, are there any decor options that you want for your party? And I'll lead them to my website and I'll say, look at what I've done. There's images. The photos speak for themselves. They see something unique and they say, I want that. How much is that? And then I start giving them prices for it. And, and then we close on an agreed amount of, of, of centerpieces or sculptures or, or once again, classic decor. So. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of how how I present it, and and I've been able to upsell so much since then. Like uh, as a twister in a weekend, uh, if I'm working four to five events, you know I can make a, a good amount of money. But there's nothing better than coming to an event an hour before, installing six to eight twisted centerpieces that I might charge thirty uh, to forty American dollars, or sometimes fifty depending on the complexity. So if you do let's say ten sculptures at forty dollars a piece. That's an additional $400 you make in addition to whatever you're demanding hourly as a performer. So um, I consider that double dipping when it comes to the events that I do. And that's an extra income that I would have never seen otherwise. And I can't tell you how tired I got for so many years showing up at a party to perform and seeing all the balloons, especially not great, well done balloons. A lot of people will go to Party City and buy clusters of helium-filled balloons because they think that's their only option. And those balloons usually aren't well done. There's no uh, color. There's no harmony. There's nothing great about what those balloons look like, and it's an inconvenience to them. So by me bringing you know, balloons, whether it's twisted centerpieces or cluster, helium-filled clusters or any sort of decor, I'm saving them trips as well. So that allows me to even charge more of a premium as well because I'm, I'm, that's a value add I'm giving to their events. And uh, at what phase of the negotiation with the customer or with the prospect will you mention the, the option for an upsell and how? 
when when I receive either an email or a phone call, I'm having the discussion with them about you know what they're interested in if they're looking for a performer for two hours. Uh, then after I find out the theme of the event or or what the specific event is for, um, I ask straight up. I said, uh, do you want any sort of helium-filled clusters? Do you want any decor? Do you want any columns? Um, you know, like, because usually they're like, oh, yeah, we were going to do helium-filled clusters, but, uh, you know, we thought we had to go to Party City for that. And so I say, well, I do that. You know, what what do you want to get pricing on? Or, you know, if I find out, once again, if I find out about the theme of the party uh, and they say, well, the theme to our party is... Uh, Lego, And I say, oh, okay, well, I can do Lego center, centerpieces as party favors if you're interested. And they'll be like, oh, yeah, we'd love to see pricing on that. So I don't necessarily lead with the twisted decor pieces, but it's in my initial conversation or my initial response to their email right off the bat. And not only do I offer that, but I also will hire out uh, face face painters as well for the party. So um, I can hire out a face painter and then add a, an additional premium on that and make a little bit of extra money there as well. So I try and maximize what I can make on the party outside of going there and performing myself for one or two hours. Do you also do uh, straight deco work these days? I do, yeah. I actually have certain clients that only hire me just for decor. And that's those are really interesting jobs because, in my opinion, uh, as a twister in a weekend, I could work myself to death and do you know, seven to eight events on a Saturday and Sunday. You know, maybe one on a Friday night and three or four on a Saturday and a maximum of usually three on a Sunday. And over the course of those events, you might make in American dollars, you can make, you know, upwards of like $2,000, you know, you're, that's a great income for a weekend. But as a classic decorator, you can make, you know, five to seven to $8,000 in a weekend doing decor because you're able to charge more for it. Granted, there might be a lot more arduous and boring work inflating a lot of, um, you know, 11-inch rounds and stacking and, you know, creating arches and there's framework that you need to understand and, and know how to do. But there's no better feeling than having a client hire you for a $10,000 decor job. Like that, when you get that check, granted, you're not netting $10,000 because there's a lot of expenses. But, uh, you know, to have that, that job and, and to take that money, it's just a great feeling because, you know, you can never really make that kind of money as a twister in a weekend. So, yeah, I do roughly, uh, I would say on average about uh, two to three classic decor jobs every month. So I have clients that will hire me just for that aspect of it, and they won't need a balloon artist to twist at the party. Just literally corporate clients that want me to come in, install 40 to 50 10-foot columns with a 3-foot round topper on, on top and no helium at all and a couple you know 20-foot arches for their event. So those are, those are great jobs. I really enjoy that because it's a completely different aspect of, the, of what I'm used to on the balloon side. And I certainly wouldn't have the knowledge and expertise to do that without going through that certified balloon artist training is that something that you score by yourself or do you get help for such a job yeah I could never pull off a large scale decor job like that on my own there's actually another uh, 
balloon artist or I guess decorator in my market uh, by the name of Lisa Talop, who's also on staff here at the World Balloon Convention. Lisa and her husband and I, they, they bring me in on jobs when they need more of it because she's more of a classic decorator. I'm you know, more of the twister. So if they need twisted elements to their jobs, they bring me in to do that aspect of it for them. And then when I need help on the, you know, more of the classic decor, I'll, I'll hire them out and bring them on the job as well. I've also put a lot of my friends to um, to work uh, and I'll bring them on jobs as well. I have an electrical contractor friend that's amazing at bending conduit. And I've done some custom made uh, 20 foot tall candy canes that have involved some really interesting framework for those arch, you know, for the candy canes. So, um, yeah, yeah, you can't do a really big job like that on your own. Uh, you definitely would need to hire out, you know, other other people to help out when it comes to some larger scale stuff. I do have some jobs where I might only make like a thousand or fifteen hundred dollars. Those are more smaller decor, and I get those pretty frequently, and I do those all by myself. Um, that's not something I would ever really hire somebody else out for. Cool. Like, what are your tools that you need in order to go into decor as a twister? Wow, really? I, that's a great question. I don't really think you really need tools necessarily, uh, other than uh, you know the creative mind on how to create what you want. Uh, really, when it comes to like selling twisted centerpieces, it really comes down to you know being able to create whatever goes along with a theme whether it's the character that fits the theme and then as simple as having you know like a i think it was a five inch or six inch geo are they six inches or five inches i I can't six inches yeah so a simple six inch geo filled with a couple ounces of water you know you can take a a, like a 12 inch tall twisted sculpture and mount it onto that water-based geo with an uninflated balloon and you've spent 15 minutes on the sculpture, you've added it onto a water-based geo, your total cost for that, other than your time, might be a dollar worth of material at the most, and you can sell that for 30 to $40, you know, depending on your market, obviously. But, but yeah, I mean, you have the ability of, of making something from nothing that doesn't take too much time and making it sellable. So, um, you know, that's, that's how, from a tool perspective, that's really it. If you want to get more into like the classic decor elements where you're starting to add uh, like columns and arches and things of that nature. Uh, I know I've mentioned the CBA uh, process a few times. I can't really stress enough how important that was in my training because they teach you how, not only how to create and how to get the tools to create a lot of the, the decor elements, but they also teach you, which is the most important part, is how to be profitable when doing that stuff they teach you about uh, job cost forms and how to actually break down everything that you're purchasing material wise for the job and then doing the math to determine how valuable your time is what percentage of margin you want to make on that job and where you should be at when you quote the client back so so that's i can't really stress enough how important that program is from a tool perspective i would say the the QBN program and the CBA, uh, those those things are probably my most important tool in moving over into the deco twisting and the classic decor and increasing the the amount of earning potential my business has. Uh, but outside of specific tools, when you get into classic decor, then you have to learn how to work with conduit. And uh, I make my own custom base plates that are disposable. I'm not a big fan of striking a job where I'll go and deliver and install the job. 
and then after the event's over having to drive back and take everything down i like to make everything disposable so that once i go and install it um, in my contract it states that it's up to them to actually tear down and throw everything away so yeah not really much in the regards to tools really it's there's not a lot necessary what about the inflation what kind of uh, inflator uh, do you use Uh, I prefer to stick with the Conwin Precision Air. I also have a Conwin Air Force 4. Um, I actually was able to get my hands on one of Larry Moss's inflationators, which I think there's only like six or eight of them on, out there right now. Um, it's a brilliant device. Uh, I haven't really got to play with it as much as I want yet, but it's actually a, a, a digital version of like It's a, a precision air type thing, but it, it works really well with twisting balloons where the precision air doesn't. I have a couple other inflators as well. Um, a good friend of mine, uh, Connie Eidenmans, uh, created a, uh, a battery-powered pump to use for 260s because I've been a mouth inflator for since I started twisting my first balloon at the age of 13. I've always mouth inflated, uh, but Connie made this really neat pump for me uh, that's really saved Saved me from having a mouth inflate with a battery-operated pump, but I would say I probably have, gosh, I've almost become a collector of inflation devices. I've I've probably 10 different devices and and of, of different names I can't even can't even mention. Yeah, there's a lot of them out there, but from a core standpoint, the Precision Air is the Cadillac of all inflation devices. It's worth every every penny because it allows you to work super fast. And money, time is money, really, when it comes to decor uh, when you're creating large-scale installations. And what about weights and uh, columns? Like, uh, how do you tackle that one? Yeah, so with columns, uh, I, I mentioned that I like to do everything um, disposable. Um, so uh, my good friend that I mentioned, Lisa Talop, who I work with frequently, she actually showed me how she creates her disposable bases. And I use her design, and I've actually created a disposable base of my own. I've been able to achieve a, a base for a 10-foot column that costs roughly $3 worth of material, and that's why it's a throwaway. I don't have to go back and collect that. I build that $3 per column into the cost that I quote the client. So it's really nice. If it's a local job and it's not difficult to get back and collect them, I will, because I certainly could use them again. There does t take a bit of time and labor in regards to making them. You have to buy the wood, cut it into 18 by 18 inch panels, and then uh, you know you take the uh, you know the part that you screw in that the you know the the uh, the conduit slides into and screws you know tight. So there's some time and energy and labor into that. But outside of the raw cost, there's very little. So um, I use that. But when it comes to the deco twisting, I'm trying to get away from using water filled balloons. Uh, as centerpieces because there have been a few of the more elegant events that I've done twisted centerpieces on where a balloon might spring a leak and nothing's more horrifying than have having paper beautiful paper tablecloths that are colored and having water come out of the balloon that might you can really see it um, so I work more with sand filled bases where I'll uh, do like a four or five balloon cluster And then another smaller series of four to five balloons on top of that, almost as if you're building a column, but they're pretty small still. And then I'll put a sand weight inside of that and then mount the twisted piece on top of that. That way you don't have to worry about any sort of water leakage or anything like that. So there's not really much framework involved when it comes to, to deco twisting, really. More, more along the lines of when you get into like the classic decor. 
cool. One of the things that uh, you're proud of, we've discussed earlier, and uh, you definitely demonstrated in your class on WBC, is the fact that uh, you can twist very fast your sculptures, your Mickey Mouse, your Minion hat, and so on. So can you give us a few tips about how to develop this kind of speed? Yeah, yeah. Speed has actually become uh, one of my specialties, what I'm really known for, and, and I, I, I think I'm pretty fast. I'm definitely not the fastest twister per se, but uh, I've been able to achieve uh, lots of speed when it comes to a lot of my designs, uh, simply because I've been a restaurant performer uh, for the past 14 years. And, and anybody that's looking from an artist's perspective, looking into becoming faster at your craft, I always recommend getting into restaurants and and uh, you know putting the pressure on yourself to have to get to you know 20 children in 30 minutes or you know that might even be unrealistic but uh, you know there's really no feeling of horror more than having a whole restaurant full of kids knowing you have to attempt to get to every single one of them in a fast manner so when you put yourself through that experience three nights a week for 10 years uh, you learn to be really fast and you learn how to, you know, for this type of design, maybe scale back a balloon or two to still achieve the look that will make the child happy yet, you know, yet not cheat on the integrity of the design, you know. So, um, you you know, that's kind of the goal. But if anybody's looking to increase their speed, I recommend trying restaurant performing, getting to a restaurant, uh, you know, reach out to restaurants locally. Um Offer them maybe a free night to show them what you have to offer. Negotiate, find out how much they're willing to pay you for two hours. Um, I was fortunate that in all of the restaurants that I was in, they paid me a premium for two hours. So on average, on any given restaurant night, I was making um, a, a really good amount of money, um, which is why I, I miss restaurant performing. But I kind of stepped away from restaurants after um, my first child was born, and I didn't want to miss those nights away from them. So... Uh, yeah, but if if you're looking to increase your speed, uh, practice makes perfect. Practice, practice, practice your designs. Um, at some point, if you practice enough, you should become better at improvising, uh, getting requests for a sculpture that you may not be familiar with and may, being able to make it up on the spot. I've never offered a menu to my restaurants ever. I've never had, you know, pick from these 10 sculptures. I've always given them the ability to ask for anything they want. My, my, uh, sculptures are only limited to the creativity of the, my, the child's mind that's requesting it so yeah that's the best way to get fast in my opinion cool that, that's so awesome so before we wrap up uh dennis uh, where can people find you if they want to learn more about you or and see your creations Sure, sure. I'm on uh, Facebook, um, obviously under Dennis Scott. Um, I'm searchable there. Uh, I also I'm on Instagram. Uh, Dennis Scott is my Instagram name as well. I've been doing Instagram for the last few months, and I'm uploading, trying to upload a new and unique image um, about every day. That's my goal: is to at least upload one photo every day. Um, you, I can also be found at my website, uh, which is uh, www.incrediblytwisted.com. I also the domain. I love balloonanimals.com goes to the same website. Uh, I just rebranded my business from like I used to be, I used to go by Mr. D's balloon twisting, but I didn't find that the whole Mr. D part really conveyed a sense of professionalism with corporate clients. So uh, I just went through a rebranding process in the last uh, six months to incredibly twisted events. 
So I'm, I'm trying to portray myself more as someone that can bring more to the event than just a, a balloon artist, if you will, to make that. That'll help me maximize what I can make off the clients as well. So, yeah, I love balloonanimals.com, incrediblytwisted.com, uh, Facebook, uh, Instagram. I'm on Twitter as well. Dennis Scott there. So I'm, I'm all over social media. You can find me pretty much anywhere. That's so awesome. And just, you know, just as a final note, the actual decision of taking your, uh, your brand and uh, elevating it uh, to a name that can uh, facilitate your corporate uh, clients, that by itself is a, is a huge tip and a nice way to wrap up the interview. Yeah, it is. You know, it's funny because I can't tell you how many uh, artists go by like the name Mr. Twister or like, you know, like uh, something that's Twister related. Uh, I don't know. I think that if you're if you want to bring in the larger corporate clients and you want to make more money, you have to be looked more from a business perspective, more as a business person. And, you know, there's ways to get outside of being just the twister and offering so much more to your clients. And and quite honestly, I'm getting to a point to where like I'd almost rather subcontract another artist out here and make upcharge you know, for an event, let's say, um, you know, a client, I can get a client to pay me, let's say in American dollars, $200 an hour, and then pay the artist 150 an hour. And if they want somebody for four hours, I never have to twist a balloon and I make $200 on that. So as I move to that point, that's kind of the end game because I, now I'm starting to make money without actually having to really work really hard. You know what I'm saying? Other than drawing in the clients and maybe offering the decor side of it and, and really, I guess, being more of an event planner for them and as well as a performer and as well as a decorator. So it's really, really, really about diversifying your abilities, increasing your knowledge, go to conventions, network with people. Um, those are, I can't really stress how important all of those are to really elevate your brand and elevate your name within the industry. That's uh, so inspiring, and uh, so I'm so happy to see uh, how you're uh, progressing and uh, making a name for yourself and helping us along the way with your uh, teach with your uh, lessons. Uh, I will see you on the gym later uh, tomorrow, and it was so awesome to interview you. Thank you so much, Danny Scott. Oh, thank you very much. It's been a lot of fun, and uh, WBC has been great, and I look forward to hanging out with you, ZV. Thank you. Wow, I really enjoyed listening again to Dennis Scott talk about his journey, how he did his CBA and got into Dico from, from, from starting as a twister and how challenging himself made it possible for him not only to uh, share his art with literally millions of people, uh, but also to get deeper and deeper into Dico and serve more corporate customers and also make more money, grow his business, and probably most importantly, become an instructor and help other balloon artists as well, which I think is just an amazing opportunity. I'm so thankful for Dennis for sharing his dedication to the art through his teachings and also through hard work that he does in his business. I want to give another shout out for the event that starts like tomorrow, I think, uh, depending on when you hear this uh, podcast. And that is the Slovenia event by Nico Freak and his family. And uh, this is a Qualitex event in Slovenia. Definitely a good event to be in. Um, and I hope to visit the Slovenia event one day in the future. If you are interested in going to Twist and Shout 17, then it will be the best Twist and Shout ever. I guarantee that both Guy Sheffer and me will be teaching in Twist and Shout and that we, we have some really cool stuff that we want to share. We were going to 
we're going to also give uh, master classes. And um, if you are interested in uh, a special bonus, if you register to Twist and Shout through the Balloon Artist podcast deal, then you will get an awesome bonus, which might be even pretty expensive. So definitely something you want to check out by going to the balloonartistpodcast.com website and uh, looking for the Twist and Shout tab. One other tab you might find there is the resources tab, which is pretty much updated on a weekly manner with more infographics and information for you to learn more about SEO, learn more about business and learn more about the ethics of uh, balloon art and more. I'm open to suggestions about that. If you want me to fix something, if you want me to add ideas, I also already feel uh, very grateful for people like Mark Byrne who shared some more ideas that were missing in the in one of the infographics. So definitely this is not like here, take it and, li- and, and read it and that's it. But please comment and let me know. And I would love to improve these things uh, so that we all can share and enjoy them. Um, so uh, it, it's funny how, you know, Dennis Scott talks about job cost forms and the job cost forms are important to his business in order to make sure that he makes enough money. But at the same time, job cost forms are not easy to fill. It's not easy to put the information inside, but if you use the balloon stock up, you already have like a tool that is really, really user-friendly in order to compile a list of balloons. So the next level would be to have a job cost form where you can add even uh, one balloon to a list and calculate the entire design cost and also to take a picture of the of, of the design and add uh, all kinds of information that will help you calculate the job cost form, just like you do when you're a CBA. Uh, so adding this feature will only be possible if more people will buy the balloon stock up or brought this balloon stock up. So please consider that and see you next week on the Facebook show, Coaching Balloon Artist Live Facebook show or on the Balloon Artist podcast. Thank you, guys. Hello, Balloon Artist Podcast Nation. This is Zivi Kivi, and this is Season 3, Chapter 6, The Tip Section. Today, I want to talk about the latest resource on the Balloon Artist podcast resource page and that is a resource that gives all kinds of tips about how to monitor seo subcontractors now personally i'm doing seo by myself with an intern uh, and i teach how to do seo on the modern automated balloon business course but you can actually work with a subcontractor on seo and save a lot of time and there's all kinds of ways of how you can manage make sure that uh, they're doing a good job so on the uh, on the how to monitor SEO subcontractors, you get a checklist of things that you need to check in order to make sure that your SEO subcontractor is doing a good job. And if you just see something there that you're not sure of how to monitor, how to check, that's okay. You can Google it. There's always all kinds of pieces of information that are free out there about what is a sitemap, about how to do keyword planning and so on. Even there are some paid resources which are like not so expensive, like KEA has a resource about keyword planning. And so uh, you can Google it, you can learn about it, you can ask on the Facebook coaching live show that I have. 
and you can just have this checklist available for you for free. So just go to the balloonartistpodcast.com website and in the resources tab, you will see the new resource with a checklist on how to monitor SEO subcontractors. I hope this brings value to you and that you can improve your SEO and your business. Thank you for listening to the Balloon Artist Podcast and I hope you uh, remember to check uh, my request on maybe even purchasing the Balloon Stock app. See you soon, guys.